You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, Real Paranormal Activity is proud to present the Sandman Lullaby with your host, Patrick Sean Jones. From breakfast through all the day, at home among my friends I stay, but every night I go abroad, afar into the land of Nod. All myself I have to go, with none to tell me what to do, all along beside the stream, and up the mountain sides of dream. The strangest things are there for me, both things to eat and things to see with many frightening sights abroad, till morning comes to the land of Nod. Try as I like to find the way, I never can get back by the day, nor can remember plain and clear the curious music that I hear. God, dude, I moved that volume all the way up to, I think I had it on 11 for you, uh, duders and dudettes out there in the, the realms that we call the lullaby. Uh, you're on the RPA network. Yeah. That's the real paranormal activity network. I had to put some of that deep darker music in that for that that's for silver silver's sitting in with me in the studio right hey. now how you doing oh good the, your microphone's actually coming through clear now oh sweet <laughs> yeah. 
Silver is a traveler that's out there in the world. And uh, he's interested in the paranormal and he's interested in uh, like dreams. And I thought I'd bring the silver into the studio. Yeah. I mean, I've had my fair share of experiences. Well, let's 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 break it. Well, let's go from the beginning. Give me some of your background. I mean, I'm born and raised in Lakeland. For the most part, I just chill at home. I was raised in a Baptist family, so going to church every Sunday and all that. So, no, okay, okay. Now, first, I'm a recovering Catholic. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, what what difference is it growing up like in a Baptist home? Honestly, it's a lot more strict, and then it's a lot of pressure. You just feel that like ice on the back of your neck all the time because there was a lot of older people in my church. Right. Like it was just like that constant feeling of judgment. Really? Yeah. Because I was a kid that like never really fit in. I was just always kind of frowned upon at school and picked on and shit. So you know, it just kind of followed me everywhere. But church, especially. So why would something like that follow you at church? You know, it's you would think you would feel safe at church. You'd think, right? But everyone expects you to be this one person, and you're really not. You know, it's just the wrong kind of vibe. But, um, I mean, I'm doing better now. <laughs> <laughs> so you're recovered, too. So, yeah. no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go give me some more of your history. Uh, I mean, I started working up when uh, in construction recently. Went to LHS. Right. Um, I have a pretty boring history. It's <laughs> <laughs> not boring, dude. You got your whole life ahead of you. Yeah, but you got your whole life. Well, let's talk about let's okay, we were talking about uh paranormal. Oh, yeah. Okay. And you said basically your house that you believe is uh haunted itself? Uh I've I've felt a presence in the house and I've had experiences with it, so to speak. Uh usually when I'm home alone or it's just me and my buddy Marshall at the house. Uh my I'm the oldest of six kids, so, you know, there were toddlers, and we had we had this little Frozen-themed, like, rolly toy that kids could ride on. Right. So while I was home alone, like, out of nowhere, I would just hear it go off in the background, as if, like, it was shorting or something, but it was, like, sounded like it was dying. Eventually, I got fed up with that crap, because it was spooking me out. Right, right. <laughs> I took the batteries out of it, but 20 minutes later, I heard it roll into the hallway and start playing again. And it was the freakiest shit ever. Is that the only time something like that happened? No. <laughs> really? What else happened? Uh, I've seen a kid that I, I guess, like, if I had to guess, I'd say somewhere between the age of, like, four and six, maybe. Right. Just out of the corner of my split-second stuff. And another time I thought I saw a man standing in my kitchen just out of nowhere. But I blinked and then poof. When was your house built, do you remember? Or do you know? About do you know anything 50, about 60 that? years ago. Really? Yeah. You you know, you're in the right off the Dixieland area, so yeah. the southwest area. Yeah, I think it's about there. There are old houses. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering with all that activity through there. You know, I think that most of that area was like orange groves back in the day. Oh yeah, way back in the day, it was all orange groves. So stuff like that just goes like that. Uh, what about uh, other hauntings? Uh, some other houses that I've been through. As I said, I've worked construction for a little while, but I've been to some other houses and there was just negativity just the air was stale really it was just bizarre how much you could feel the house hating you like wanting you gone and was it just you or is it other people where you were working with no nah, my boss has noticed it too and he's had shit happen to him happen to him in the basement really yeah anything he was, was he, it stuff moved or oh yeah really whole basement started shaking like 
there's a lot of there's a lot of older antique pieces down there, like tools and such. A couple of axes. He's had chains rattle, shit thrown off the shelves. Like there's a door down there that the axes rest on top of, and they were thrown off of that onto the floor. Like he was telling me about all this, just everything was just freaking out in the basement, and he was like, "Well, time to call it a day." <laughs> so, what's your perception of it all? Honestly, I avoid the basement. I got I got pushed by something down those jankety ass steps the other day, and I caught myself. Right. Luckily, because there's a staircase just above it with a board going down to support the middle of the steps. I caught myself on that board, but I almost got my ass knocked down. And it's a pretty steep fall into the basement, and basement, and all the floor in the basement's brick. So I'd have been I'd have been pretty hurt. I'd have fall had I fallen. What about your dreams? Let's talk about dreams. Do you usually have more good dreams, bad dreams? Uh, just kind of depends on what I'm going through at that point, but I've had a fair mix of both, I guess. Like what? Um, a couple of lucid ones. I've dreamed days, like, ahead of time. Like, I remember back when I was a little kid, I just had this really bizarre dream, because I could see myself, and I knew it was me, but I was seeing it from someone's perspective that I knew who they were, but I didn't. I hadn't met them yet, and I was talking to someone else that was with us as well, and I'd recognized them, but didn't know them. And then a couple of years later, middle school hit, and I met two of my best friends, Tristan and Chase, and deja vu. Just total deja vu. Really? Yeah. What about reoccurring dreams? Reoccurring dreams, uh, those were typically nightmares. Oh. Where do you think nightmares come from, first of all? I feel like they can come from a multitude of places, whether negative energy is in your house, wanting you gone... It can, I believe it can play with your head, so to speak. Right. Part of that fear factor that f- they feed on. Uh, some of it's just from stress dreams, and some of them could be random. All right. Well, you said you the reoccurring, and they're usually nightmares. Give mm-hmm. me, can you give me some examples? Um, one reoccurring dream that I've been having pretty recently. I just, I was with a couple of friends, and... We were having fun partying, walking down an alley, and then it was four people other than myself, uh, all four of which I had recognized off the bat, but each time I have that dream, you know, the faces change, and out of nowhere, a bunch of dudes run up, mug us, and then leave us for dead, basically. Like, we all get pretty messed up. And that's a reoccurring dream? Mm Mm-hmm. So I, I've made my friends aware of this dream because they know I've had accurate dreams before as well. Right. <laughs> and we just straight up avoid that alley. Like, we refuse to walk down that alley, especially if we're in a group of four or five. Ouija boards. Oof, no thanks. <laughs> why? 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 I don't touch those. those why? Deal, I, those deal tend to deal with darker spirits. It's not much of a radio, so to speak. It's... More of a phone call, but anybody can pick up on the other than one. So where do you get this basic feeling that Ouija boards are... Let me see the, the, my my uh, producer. He'll, he'll remind me that they're not Ouija boards. Ouija boards is a is a trademark thing. Like a Ouija know, board, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 they were spirit boards. Mm-hmm. You, know, you could just take your kitchen table and just put something out there yeah you know that's just a spirit board but nah you think basically it's an open phone call i do 
And the reason I say this is because my friend Marshall has had to deal with this kind of thing before. His friend, a friend of his was going through some struggles and she took to a Ouija board. Right. Wanting to find someone to help her forget who, like, all who were causing her pain and emotional strife. And I think the night she used it, because I was spending the night at my buddy Marshall's house and we were sharing a bedroom at that time. He woke up in the middle of the night bawling his eyes out and just started telling me about this nightmare about how this young girl uh, took him out into some, into like deep foresty woods to this little playhouse, so to speak. And once they were there, he'd found her body, A, a doll next to it, and then before he knew it, he was trapped in that little house and she was carving him up piece by piece. That and is some twisted shit. Yeah. We didn't find out that she'd used the Ouija board that night until much later. Really? But we had, she had told us that she was thinking about it, and we had advised against it to begin with. <sighs> Tell you the truth, I don't screw with them. <laughs> I completely... <laughs> I'm right there with you. So, don't think I was leading you to a trap, so I don't, I don't <laughs> even screw with the damn things. Uh, what about tarot? Tarot cards, yes. Um... A form of divination, uh, right. past, present, and future. Uh, I believe that the future that tarot cards predict can be jinxed depending on which spirit they could be dealing with at the time. So that's, I feel like that's why all, some people say, you know, they're total bogus, and then other people say, like, absolutely. You know what I mean? I've never, actually, I can't say that. Next boyfriend of mine has tarot cards of his own making. Right. <laughs> well, no, those are the strongest. Mm-hmm. No, because I used to read for a lot of people don't know, and some people do know. I used to read for Miss Cleo. You know, you ever hear "Call me now"? Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. We used to work yes. with her back in the day. And uh, what I really found out about doing tarot is seriously, if you have your own deck that you designed yourself, you know, that's great. It's much more connected oh, to yourself. Yeah, it allows you're, you're, you to feed you're your connected. energy through it better. You're right there. It's a part of you, so to speak. But one thing that really that I teach people is when i when i usually do it you know first thing i do is when i do my prayers please let me get this shit straight oh, you know that's yeah. that's just yeah, basically it. Really let me get let me get this let me get this <laughs> shit straight let me help them let me guide them and basically wherever the cards fall it's it's almost like doing a flow chart mm-hmm. as long as you know the cards and you just describe them and don't come to me like 10 minutes later asking what's going on you know if i remember them because i've done so many readings it's just i've lost count uh what was I going to ask you real quick? Well, I mean, I've uh, got a question for you. Right, throw um, what kind of different, like, setups are there to read, like, different kinds of things, like present and future? Because uh, one of the ones that my ex-boyfriend uses is, I think, a oh, nine-card no, set? That's, you can do the Celtic cross. Yes. Which is basically a ten-card spread. You do That's your key card, what's crossing you, what's causing the mm-hmm. dilemma uh, before I mean, I had asked and after, to, yeah. recent past, recent future, how you see yourself, how others see you, hopes and fears in future for three months. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just a general spread. But yeah. if you want to do something like a question, you know, that's like it could be a two-card spread, just what's... I mean, the Celtic cross, or yeah, the Celtic cross was exactly what I'd asked him to do, almost. Right. Like, and it was accurate, like almost to the dot. Dude, dude, I've, I've, I've told people they were pregnant before they knew they were pregnant. 
So it's just, and I hit lotto once, but I never got no damn money out of it. <laughs> so the person said, hey, I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you some of this money. You see what I'm doing? I'm doing this. I could be sitting back and drinking a pina colada right now with a bunch of yep. naked people. Uh, <laughs> quick question. <laughs> well, that just led, led to nowhere. Uh, if you can go uh, meet anybody in your dreams uh, from... Past, present, future. Anybody in dreams? Uh, who would you like to meet? Um, my family story is kind of odd. Give it to me. Uh, a bunch it of it's my family surrounded a bunch by a bunch of lies and bullshit. But the one person that I could ever call close enough to a mother uh, passed away at twenty four years old due to critical lung failure. I'm sorry to hear that. She'd probably be the one person I'd go to see. Uh, my parents were out a lot at night, and she'd come over and watch me without even being asked to. They would just leave me at home. And she'd take care of me and make sure I was fed and all that. And come about 2010, uh, her lungs failed. And she went to the hospital and had a transplant, which was successful for a time. And then come 2011, that transplant failed. Oh. Another transplant, 2012, that one failed, and she was put on oxygen tanks for another year. Uh, December 6th, about 8 p.m., 2013, uh, she went home. But she was one of those hearts that I feel like was too pure to be in this world, you know what I mean? True, <laughs> true. What lessons did she teach? Plenty. I would not be, I would not strive to be the honest person, like, the honest, helpful person that I try to be now without her. I would have grown up bitter and hateful and resentful honestly but i'm happy with the way i am and i'm happy that she was able to be in my life that long so who do you read who do you read no, no. as in like as in books i mean <sighs> like the little things that I like actually, fantasy you know well uh rick riordan's one he did the percy jackson series right. as long as the or as well as the oh boy it was the roman spinoff of it the after series uh, I got into those pretty well. Um, I, I, I was always a bit of a genre nerd, uh, fantasy genre nerd. <laughs> you know, magic or sci-fi or, you know, anything anything along the fantasy line. But you don't play Dungeons and Dragons or anything like that? I've never gotten the opportunity Dude, to. Dude, I can't understand why you don't play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I still would. Fifth edition. If anybody's out there that's... I mean, nowadays it's like $100 plus. Oh. For what? Playing Dungeons and Dragons? No, to get to get your own set and all that. No, and that's just like the basic set. No, it's not that much. Everything's online, dude. Ah, fair Google point, it. Fair point. Google it. Everything's online, and I forgot the name of the websites. But I mean, they got. I prefer to do it in person. Well, they got. The, well, you you, you, like you play fun. in person, but you know. But nowadays, you can sit there and like like this rate this network right here. We're heard mm -hmm. in 160 plus countries. And uh, it's just, you can have the blessings of sitting in at your own home. You know, I didn't have that yeah. when I was growing up. Dude, yeah. dude, we had to basically drag people out of the house just to play. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just, it's, yeah. you imagine, Dad, I got to leave and go play some Dungeons and Dragons. Your dad looks at you kind of differently after that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm never going to have any children. Uh, <laughs> so, uh what uh, area of history do you like? War history and weapon history. Absolutely. Why is that? I'm I'm an old soul. I've been around here for a while. I believe in the honor behind a blade. 
Anyone can pull a trigger, but it takes a real man to get up close and personal. And to know that blade, for that blade to become a part of you, there's nothing more glorious. I'm, you're making me glad I'm on this side of the thing talking about <laughs> because that, that's kind of scary to a point. No, you got the samurai thing going. <laughs> oh, no, not even samurai. You'll look at any successful army or faction, and they truly believed in what they did, and they mastered their fighting style. The Spartans, the Romans, the Greeks were more philosophers. <laughs> but um, the Egyptians or the Persians, they truly believed in what they were doing. They were putting themselves on them blades. They were dying for what they believed in, to conquer land, for their king, for their gods. Or the Norse, for example, who conquered to survive. And uh, waged war just for the religious sake of it, and then partied like kings after. They believed in Valhalla, the glory of death on the battlefield. It wasn't about the fights for them, it was about getting there. You know what I mean? It's the story. Yeah. You said you're an old soul. Mm-hmm. So this isn't your first time here? No. So you do believe in reincarnation? To an extent, yeah. Um, I was going to say you're nodding, but that doesn't work on the radio. <laughs> I so. had to think of what I was going to say. I would have phrased this. <laughs> okay. My mouth gets ahead of me. Okay, I'll rephrase it. So you believe in reincarnation then? Yeah. <laughs> um... I've had, you're, you're really, you, you study dreams, right? No, a little, I didn't know a little about it. I've had that much. Kind of, yeah. That much. <laughs> There's a lot to know and not a lot of us to know it. <laughs> Takes an insane man to understand an insane Oof, world. Absolutely. But I've had these dreams, like waking dreams. I've had them awake, asleep, whether they were triggered or just something I remembered. But I've remembered Bits and pieces of different previous lives throughout the eras, and they've lined up to, like, they've explained why I'm into this or that. Which you know? eras? Um, so far, I remember World War One and Two as a medic, and the hardest part about, like, watching those memories is you feel yourself die when you remember a death. Uh, World War One, I, I was in a CCP which was a stationed camp basically out in the battlefield to help wounded soldiers. The most I wanted to go out was 100 meters, and I wouldn't dare risk anything else than that. And, um... There was a, there was a fragmentation grenade thrown into the CCP. Mm. Yeah. Ripped through us. World War II, it was a mustard gas grenade. The CCPs weren't set up with gas masks. Not at the time. Um, an era that I remember pretty specifically, I've had a couple, I've had a couple flashbacks from this one, uh, childhood, astronomer, and the death. Um, I was, I was a Norse astronomer at a time. I, w I would help guide the lead ship, and I've had someone else who was on those ships remember, because we've found each other lifetime through lifetime. And you're exactly right, they had navigators. Mm-hmm. I followed the stars, and I followed the god Tyr, the god of justice and balance. And it's also a heavy metal band. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> I love them, too. You can't, you can't stop me from being talking heavy metal. When oh, absolutely. To, so, sorry. Sorry to do that one. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, start at the beginning of this one as early as I remember. Uh, coming to age, where my father handed me my first knife, and like an idiot, I cut myself. 
my lifeline follows that cut straight across my hand. <laughs> so you believe in palmistry? Yes. <laughs> I've had my palms read before. What'd they say? Uh, I believe it was lifeline. One of them had to do with future. It's been a good minute. Uh, I honestly can't remember. But the lines on what I was always taught was the lines on your hand do change. Yes. So if you if you wonder about that, you Xerox your hand and go back and look at it later. The, the mm -hmm. lines do change. My I got an hourglass on mine. That scares the hell out of me. So <laughs> that's kind of dope. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, 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 hey man, check out my palm. <laughs> it's either it's either a black widow <laughs> or it's an hourglass, and it it still scares the hell out of me. Mm -hmm. uh, let me get to this one of the final questions that mm -hmm. I ask. Uh, if you can go anywhere. In time and space, where would you go to? And I would why? go. I would go. Let me finish here. <laughs> My <laughs> bad. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Take two. If you can go to any, I'm not really going to record. Cut it out. But if you can go anywhere in time and space, where would you go and why? I'd go back to those days as an astronomer for the Norse. Fun days. Fun days. Good people. Um, honestly, that's one of the days, that's one of the lifetimes that I'm most fond of, and I'm not even sure why, but something about it just calls to me. Like, the, even before I've remembered this, like, the Norse mythology, like, their culture, their religions, their weapons, their history, like, it all fascinated me, growing up. Different mythologies and all that. Like, that, that's why I started getting into the Percy Jackson series, but I'd go back to the Norse ages. Well, you know why you're attracted to this time. Yeah. I feel drawn to it. I feel drawn to being out on the water. I feel drawn to being out on that ship with the... With a well, see, this is an excellent time to be alive. <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, this I'm is an excellent fun. time to be alive. I mean, what, okay, we're going to go back to the, the, the Viking kind of mythology that you're mm -hmm. going... Would you rather be there at the boring time of life and history or would you rather be there at ragnarok ragnarok dude you know it's i gotta go ragnarok. down on that battlefield you know, baby that's it that's it but the, see that's what's a, the beauty of being alive right now you, yes. this is the best time to be alive because there is so much stuff going on mm -hmm. and if you're going to watch it all crumble down <laughs> i don't mean to be pessimistic but if you're going to watch the end of time dude, i'm gonna you, be there to do it dude, i'm gonna be waving a flag absolutely <laughs> i'm gonna be over here would be doing a wave <laughs> wave back and forth i'd be waiting axe in hand and shield on arm <laughs> <laughs> we sound a like a bunch of chaotic people. Uh, chaos let me, is fun. Chaos is fun. Chaos. I, I can makes uh, things interesting. Throws it does. A, throws a wrench. Well, and, see, <laughs> I think that's, I think that's the whole Gemini thing of me, because Gemini's we could we could end up fixing the world, but the thing oh, is, yeah. we get bored with it. So mm -hmm. we'll throw the monkey wrench on purpose. Virgo's just to right there it. with you, and you're a Virgo. Mm -hmm. Virgo's so, right there with you. So we're just quieter about it. We're much well, more. Well, you're peaceful. very analytical. Mm -hmm. Very analytical. That's the thing about Virgos. Uh, before we go, and I set the world free, uh, I'm going to step away from the mic, mm -hmm. and I'm going to give you the final seconds to say anything. Dude, you got the whole world to talk to. Why don't you just talk to them and just uh, give them a little bit of your wisdom to say goodbye. All right? I'm going to go. I'm going to draw a blank because I wasn't prepared for this, but okay. <laughs> um, 
I mean, I guess I didn't really finish up on the stories with uh, the story of the memories as a kid. Um, in the North Clans, another memory I had was just going. I remember the person that I had mentioned earlier when we had met in that life. He was he was the um, he was the wise man of the clan, so to speak. He was the elder, the one that spoke to the gods and performed ritualistic, uh, well, rituals really to protect us and guide us, and. He always tried to be the grumpy old man, and I'd always crack a smile out of him somehow. But, uh, I always used to just beg him for these stories. And he would, he would always tell me stories of the gods in Valhalla, Odin and Tyr and Ragnarok. And Fenrir, for one, the son of Loki, a wolf. And he, it was just all these cool stories. And, uh... It was a lot of fun. <laughs> if anything, I'd go back for the stories. So you just suggest other people to go check out their stories? Yeah, absolutely. Is there lessons of life in those stories? Absolutely. So you if would endorse else. those stories? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to put your word of wisdom. That's Silver letting you know he endorses those stories. There's a nod. You can't hear a nod on a radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, don't forget on Monday, you got Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast. With that, with your host, Mr. Aaron Hunter. And uh, on Tuesday, I didn't mean to make that go down, but no. And uh, you have Aaron's Horror Show. That's with Aaron Frail. That's on Tuesdays. Terry's Mysterious Moment is on a Wednesdays with Terry Davenport every other, you know, you know, every other Thursday or whenever I get in the studio. Uh, yeah, you got the Sandman lullaby. And don't forget our two video ghost shows. Get the app. You got to get the app. Do you got an app? Yeah, he's not on his head. He got the app. I don't so, have the app yet, actually. I didn't oh, know it was see, you're throwing me off. There, My bad. There's an app. There's an app. It's the RPA app. You can Ooh. check out all the RPA shows. Sweet. It's I great. wasn't aware of that. And it's free. Oh, bet. Free. <laughs> bet. Get your free. There's nothing better than free. There's nothing better than free. As long as you're an Indian and they're not trying to give you blankets, <laughs> then you got a problem. That's why I do not trust the government when it gives anything for free. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, don't forget you could reach me at Sandman Lullaby. That's uh, Sandman Lullaby at gmail.com. I would spell it, but... Uh, I don't feel like it because I got to get ready for another <laughs> show. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children. Oh, what's your digits if they want to get in touch with you? Do you have an email they, they can or uh, Facebook or? I mean, I don't really use Facebook, but I do have an email. If y'all have any questions for me or anything, if y'all want to finish up on the stories, um, y'all can hit uh, y'all can hit me up at noah.d.cumby at gmail.com. You got it. That's the way it goes. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, like a fat man looking for a sandwich, this has been the Sandman Lullaby.